welcome to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. In this podcast, we discuss mystical works of literature and how they relate to recovery. We hope you enjoy today's podcast episode. Hello, this is Buddy C. Welcome to the Tao of Understanding Recovery Podcast. Today we have Tina and Brian and Derek and Drew. Good to have you guys today. Any announcements or resources, go to BuddyC.org. Got a lot of stuff there. Take a look at it. Resources. Have a daily Tao devotional email if you want to sign up for that. Lots of things there. Take advantage of those things. Lots of online meetings still. People ask me about online meetings from time to time. And we have some really uh, consistent, especially the, the 9 p.m. Eastern meeting. ZoomAAMeetings.com will get you there. And there's, if you go to the resources, uh, there's a lot of other meetings. And there's a, a meeting directory, online directory. And there's also I believe there's directories and resources to find face-to-face meetings, too. After the pandemic, I thought it was important. My sponsees, I suggested that they get to at least one face-to-face meeting a week. Uh, I missed the the face-to-face more than I knew that I did. It's easy for us. If we're not careful to isolate, uh, face-to-face meetings are good. Zoom and computer meetings are good. but for me, there's something about being face-to-face that takes it to another level. So I'd suggest if you're struggling and you've tried online meetings, try some face-to-face meetings. Get you a sponsor. I don't know anyone that's successful long-term in recovery that does not have a sponsor. Uh, I would like to say, I'd like to say I didn't need a sponsor, but I do. It's one of those things I would like to say was not the case. Uh, but I need someone to be accountable to. I need someone who knows me that when I uh, have issue, I can call and we all need someone that we can open up and be vulnerable with. I, I get aggravated when I see meetings on TV or in the movies. A lot of times it's no, that's not what meetings are like. <laughs> Me- meetings are not like that when they go in and everybody's spilling their guts and it's just real. I'm like, no. That's not the meetings I go to. My first sponsor told me, he said, listen, this is when I first started here. At the moment, you have nothing that those folks need. He says, when you go to a meeting, you share experience, strength, and hope, not inexperienced weakness and despair. You have a sponsor. You come to me with all that personal stuff. Some of them don't have a sponsor, so they blab it in meetings. That's fine. You have patience with them, but you have someone that you can share your stuff with. Don't use the meeting as a sponsor. Makes a very poor sponsor. So I learned that early. So don't know why I shared that. Had no plans, but maybe that'll help someone. All right. The 22nd verse of the Tao Te Ching. I will open by reading the Stephen Mitchell. If you want to become whole, let yourself become partial. If you want to become straight, let yourself be crooked. If you want to become full, let yourself be empty. If you want to be reborn, let yourself die. If you want to become everything, give up everything. The master, by residing in the Tao, sets 
an example for all sets an example for all beings. Because he doesn't display himself, people can see his light. Because he can trust his words, because he has nothing to prove, people can trust his words. Because he doesn't know who he is, people recognize themselves in him. Because he has no gold in mind, everything he does succeeds. When the ancient masters said, if you want to be given everything, give everything up, they weren't using empty phrases. Only in being lived by the Tao can you truly, can you be truly yourself. Well, that's powerful. Anyone have any other translations they want to read? Tina, would you like to read Ron Hogan for us? I'd love to. Thank you. Verse 22. <clears throat> okay. Learn how to stand still if you want to go places. Get on your knees if you want to stand tall. If you want wisdom, empty your mind. If you want the world, renounce your riches. Push yourself until you're exhausted and then you'll find your strength. You can go far if you don't have anything to carry. The more you acquire, the less you can really see. A master takes this to heart and sets an example for everybody else. She doesn't show off so people take notice. She's not out to prove anything so people take her at her word. She doesn't brag about herself, but people know what she's done. She hasn't got an agenda, but people know what she can do. She's not out to get anybody so nobody can get in her way. Learn how to stand still if you want to go places. That's not as crazy as it sounds. Get in touch with Dow and you'll see what I mean. Thanks, Tina. Anyone else? Buddy, I got the uh, Jeff Pepper in clear English. Yes, sir. It's quite a bit different. It's yielding brings wholeness, bending brings straight, bending brings straightness, emptying brings fullness, decaying brings renewal, diminishing brings gain. Exceeding brings confusion. Thus the sage embraces the one and serves as an example to the world. He doesn't display himself, so he appears. He doesn't promote himself, so he succeeds. He doesn't boast, so he becomes famous. He doesn't brag, so he remains a long time. Because he doesn't fight, no one under the heaven can fight against him. The ancients say, those who yield become whole. How can those words be wrong? True wholeness will return to you. Thank you, sir. I was looking to see if Star said anything different. It's that same idea of surrender brings perfection is the way he starts his. The crooked become straight, empty become full, the worn become new. Have little and gain much. Have much and be confused. So the sage embraces the one and becomes a model for the world. Without showing himself, he shines forth. Without promoting himself, he is distinguished. Without claiming reward, he gains endless merit. Without seeking glory, his glory endures. The sage knows how to follow, so he comes to command. He does not compete, 
so no one under heaven can compete with him. The ancient saying, surrender brings perfection, is not just empty words. Truly, surrender brings perfection, and perfection brings the whole universe. I didn't know of another one that used that phrase, surrender brings perfection. Of course, that I love that. That ties right into what we talk about all the time in the first three steps. That I'm powerless. Oh, I see. How does it read exactly? I can quote them by now, doesn't it? We admitted we were powerless over alcohol, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Really, all that, all those three verses are surrender. That's all they are. The first one's acknowledging that there's a need to surrender, first of all, right? That there's a need there. It says we're powerless over alcohol, that our lives were unmanageable. Not that our drinking or addiction was unmanageable. It's that our life is unmanageable. And the second verse takes it further that you know there's a way out, that you could be restored. And it says power came to believe that power greater than ourselves. That doesn't mean God. That doesn't mean, you know, the, the God that you believed in as a child or the God that disappointed you growing up or whatever the case. Or if you were taught things that when you started growing up just didn't add up, that, that seemed didn't work this is just saying that there is a way for you to be restored what are you restored to you're restored to i believe to that childlike dependence that confidence and safety that the safety of a child and a loving family you know when i came home from school in the first and second grade i, I didn't ask to come in is it okay if i stay tonight i didn't have to go bring money home for dinner I I got friends that had difficult childhoods, but I didn't. It would have been crazy. If my kids would have came home when my kids were little and said, Dad, is it okay if I come in this afternoon? Of course it is. This is where you live. What are you talking about? Are you, are you going to feed me tonight? Yes, I'm going to feed you tonight. What are you talking about? Why would you even consider that not the case? It's the restoration to that dependency that we can live in, which I believe is what For me, that's what some of this is talking about, because it's not that we do nothing. It's just that our jobs change. I guess we can go through the Stephen Mitchell, unless someone has another one they want to talk about, uh, because we all have it in front of us. Uh, Hey, buddy. Yes. I I really like the first word in the three uh, verses here. It's the, the first three words are yielding, bending and emptying. And I was thinking about how that relates to the first three steps that you just read. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah it Because it's about giving up. I, I made no progress in recovery until I learned how to surrender. And I still have difficulty with that at times. Yeah. Because I want to surrender and then I want to pick my weapons back up. <laughs> yeah. I don't stay it, surrendered. Yeah. Admitting Brian's way doesn't work. Yes. Then I want to try it again, Brian. I want to do it again. Yeah. I don't understand that, but I do. Yeah. It's like Michael Singer in Untethered Soul, I think it was, talking about your mind and the thoughts that your mind tells you. 
and you believe all these thoughts, and then you realize how you build this thing up in your mind, what's going to happen, whatever the case, uh, and then none of that happens, and then you just don't. You just totally disregard it, and the next time the mind speaks, you just start believing it again. If your mind was your friend, they, they would not be a friend of yours anymore. You wouldn't listen to a word they say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we do the opposite with our mind. Our mind will tell us all kinds of crazy business. And mm-hmm. then it's like the next second we forget that it told us all of that. Yeah. Yeah. What'd you say? Y- yielding, bending, emptying. Yeah. Huh. It says yielding brings wholeness. Bending brings straightness. Emptying brings fullness. It's almost like we have to start with the yielding and the bending before we can empty. Yeah. And that's what the third step is, that we came to believe that our power greater than ourselves. Oh, no, we made a decision to turn our will and our lives over the care of God as we understood God. Yeah. Just made a decision. Yeah. And then the rest of these steps work that emptying into us. Make it to where we can because we're full of fear. And the other steps help us to get rid of that fear. Teach us how to choose love over fear because that's how I change is when I choose to be kind rather than protect my agenda. That's when I start changing. Yeah, all those things we care about that we need to empty of, those, if we made a list, that list is probably pretty short. I tried that. And I get sponsees to do that if they have difficulty with what do they care about. It's all the things that you care about. And you start with friends, family, dog, maybe dogs first, and then friends. Who knows? But you've all the things you care about. Put all those things down. Job, bank account, whatever it is that you have concern about. And you realize that it's not that many things. <laughs> you would think it would be thousands of things, but it's really not. I, I haven't had anybody that had over 30 things or so when it really got down to the things they really cared about. And then what this program does, we're talking about 12-step recovery, is it gives us a way to no longer have to carry those things. We don't have to let those things go. We don't have to turn those things over. I know people in recovery that have been sober for many years that still carry a lot of that stuff that don't practice this and everything. And they're miserable. They're miserable. Yeah. When I saw this, that I could have the same relief in everything else that I was getting with my alcoholism, I said, that's what I want. I don't want to half-ass do this. I want this and everything. So it takes learning to yield in everything, learning to bend in everything. And the emptiness there, I believe, is more of an emptiness of our own agenda, the emptiness of what we, um, it's emptiness of our fear, really, because our motivations move from a fear-based life to a to more of a compassion, love-based life. And that movement is what helps us to to uh, turn all those things over and let those things go. Because I believe life is really more of a diminishing than an increasing. I used to think life was about increasing, getting all the stuff and amassing. 
but this is not if you can diminish it doesn't matter where you whether you amass or not that's not important anymore <laughs> it gets to where those things are not the things that you really value it actually comes to a point to where those are not the things you care about what you care about changes and why you care about those things changes if you want to become full let yourself be empty if you want to be reborn let yourself die Some about now it's the way i see that if you want to be given everything give up give everything up see that's a different everything if you want to have the way i'm seeing this it's an exchange if you want to have what's really important give up what you now feel is important <laughs> and what you get back is not what you gave does that make sense the second stanza the master by residing in the Tao, sets an example for all beings we could say you could say uh, the person that walks in love sets an example for all beings does it display himself so people can see his light if i'm trying to shine my light there's another phrase maybe i don't know if it's it it's another verse i think that talks about don't blind people with your light that would be trying to shine yeah because he doesn't display himself people see his light he's not trying to look good he's not trying to show off so people can see what's real and and what he's doing because he doesn't know who he is people recognize themselves in him huh don't we learn to come from life from this place of not knowing i was talking about this with some friends my attitude toward life is totally different than what it used to be and sometimes if i talk to family i don't talk to often or, or business friends they don't even know any of this goes on in my life they don't know i write they don't know podcast they, they don't know any of this and they'll ask oh what have you been up to what have you been doing and uh, i'll just oh i've been living at the lake and enjoying myself and you know i just don't talk about these things what are you doing in business we'll talk about something going on well what about this i said well i just haven't done that when are you going to what don't you blah 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 and they get into that go mode that I used to be in. I was like, oh, I'll do it when it's time. I'll get around to it. And sometimes I get that agitation like, why aren't you, why aren't you here with me? <laughs> why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you turned? But I'm like, eh, I'm just not that interested. And I think it's that same kind of attitude that we learn to do what's in front of us and not get caught up in as many personal agendas as we used to. Not to say we don't still do that some, but it's less than what it used to be. Because he has nothing to prove. People can trust his words. Huh. Always had something to prove. If I'm not careful, I can get back there. But that's part of that turning my will and my life over, those cares over. Because he has no gold in mind. What's that gold? An agitation? He's not. Would that be agenda? What is gold? That would mean provoke or annoy so as to stimulate some action or reaction. Okay, that makes sense. So he has no gold in mind because he's not, he doesn't have an agenda, right? 
He's not trying to get something from them. He's not trying to push them in a direction. That's a real good word for that. Because he doesn't have agenda, everything he does succeeds. In the past, I would think that would be the opposite, right? And I think it's that we have to, in life, I have to more than make something happen. I have to make room for it to happen for me. And the way I make room is by getting compassion into the conversation or into this in some way. Even if it's just talking to customers, how can I help the customer today instead of how can I get the customer to do what I want the customer to do? I learned that a long time ago. That old, was it the Zig Ziglar saying that I help enough folks get what they need, I'll get what I need? That kind of mentality. I learned that way before recovery. And it really started coming out in recovery. I remember one day I was talking to a customer and I heard myself say something. (laughs) You ever hear yourself say something? Oh, shit, why did I say that? I said, is there anything else I can do for you today? And I would never say that because I'd already gotten what I needed. Why would I want to do anything else for them? Get out of my way so I can get to somebody else, right? <laughs> I never, and I learned very early to never, ever ask open-ended questions. If I asked a question, I already had the answer. Already. I didn't ask a question I didn't know the answer to. And what can I do for you today is not a closed question. That could go anywhere. And the person said, no, I, I'm good. I said, okay, thank you. And But when I heard myself say it, it was like a third person, right? And I was like, oh, shit, why did I say that? And that's when I started realizing I was changing. I was starting to change with this. So I learned to do that, and I, I still do it now. Almost I'll do it many times when I'm meeting with a sponsee. Many times if I'm doing something business-related, I close the conversation with, is there anything else I can do for you? That That is a form of emptiness. That is a form of I'm being, I'm yielding. I'm being vulnerable. It's a form of that. Everything he does succeeds because he doesn't have an agenda. Could it be that the things in our life that don't succeed is because we approach them with an agenda? Huh. And I think if we have that attitude, if it succeeds or not, it's irrelevant. It's not going to take our peace and joy. When the ancient master said, if you want to be given everything, give everything up, they weren't using empty phrases. Only in being lived by the Tao can you be truly yourself. It didn't say live in the Tao. It said lived by Tao. Live by the Tao. It doesn't say pray and ask for everything that you think you need. It says lived by the Tao. What would that mean, being lived by the Tao? In recovery terms, what do you think? What do you think of that? I I think of the 12th step, Mm -hmm. practicing these principles in all our affairs. That would be being lived by, I would think. Approaching situations with how can I be helpful? That would be being lived by. Coming into the, coming into this podcast today, praying for the other people. I have three things that I would pray. I'd open my heart. I'd send love to each of y'all and ask, how can I be a service today? Not, okay, I've got this big thing to share and I've 
I want to look good. All these things that I want to orchestrate, manipulate. No, we're just here to talk about the 22nd verse. No agenda, really. None of us prepare. We just show up. Sometimes we have a lot to say. Sometimes we don't. You know, doesn't matter. I think that's part of that living by, being lived by. I wonder if we can think of ways that we were aggravated this week. And were we, in our aggravation, were we doing the controlling or were we being lived by? Live by love. Let's say live by love, live by doubt, live by compassion, loving kindness, any of those words. And if you get the daily doubt devotion, I've added a love described word at the bottom that I'm starting to flesh out a bunch of words that mean love because we've that word has such heavy connotation to it that, um, that I'm trying I'm breaking that word down some to a lot of other words that could be interpreted as love and sometimes giving things up is love sometimes just being helpful is love it's in those minor things that we do more so than the major well, if you're empty Success looks differently than it does when you're full of yourself. I know at this point for me, emptiness looks different than it did before. The things I'm looking for in success are different. Sometimes, and sometimes money's involved and make money. Okay, that's great. But it's not always about money. And I think what happens is we take, I used to value myself by my success. And a lot of this emptying for me, is moving from valuing myself by what I have or don't have. Because I realized when I started getting those things that there was always someone who had more or something else I wanted, that desire for more did not leave when I got more. There was always more to get. Oh, it's just like fear. That fear jumps. That fear doesn't go away. It jumps to the next thing. If you don't have any zeros in the bank and you get them, what happened for me was then the fear went to how do I keep them? I, the fear is still there. The fear, you, what you, what, in other words, what we have to do is surrender the fear, get rid of the fear. And then all those other things fall in place and it's not as, irrele- it's not as relevant as it was. Brian? I, I, I hear you. That's me. For me, it's about having contentment being content where I am today and being able to realize deep down that I am okay. But that big word, contentment. That's more of success, really, Brian, than the zeros. Yes. And for me, that comes from acceptance, comes from being where my feet are, staying more in the moment. And this is the thing. I've had this happen. If I am desiring a more spiritual walk, but yet I'm still holding on to all these things. What will happen for me are situations where I am made to let those things go. And they're not pleasant situations to have. You'll have, I have a business failure or have a relationship failure. I have this or that. And I go back to that. I remember when I had the prayer that I wanted I made the prayer that I wanted this way of life. And this is not a phrase to add to that prayer, regardless of what it takes, because usually I have to do some suffering. I don't empty. When I'm learning to empty, I don't empty 
just because I want to. <laughs> I have to be made to empty at first because I don't know what emptying is. I've never had to let go. I've never had to surrender. And I remember I, I had a sponsee that couldn't stay sober. And I asked him if he's prayed the prayer yet. He said, what prayer? I said, tell your higher power that you want to get sober regardless of what it takes. He said, I'm not willing to pray that. I said, I don't think you're going to get sober then. That is an emptying prayer. Because when you add the your open ending, <laughs> you're, you're doing the open ending on the prayer, right? Regardless of what it takes. That is a powerful that is a, a prayer of surrender, really, is what it is, that I'm holding on to this stuff, and I'm not letting go, and I'm not turning my will and my life over, and I'm trying to manage, create the circumstances in my life that will cause me to see clearly. And sometimes that can mean failure, jail, divorce, could mean all kinds of things, could mean poor health, could mean all kinds of things. To get you to let go. But the whole point is for us to empty of ourselves. Because until we're. You can't fill a cup that's already full. We have to learn how to empty. And for me the way. Like I've said a little bit before. Is I empty myself. By becoming concerned for others. My first sponsor couldn't stay sober. He was a lot like me. He was by the time we got together. He had already worked all that out. But. There was a Saturday, this is back before cell phones and everything. And he, he wanted to drink. He said he wanted to drink so bad he was crying. And this is an old, tough, retired army air traffic controller, tough old guy. And I never see him cry about anything, but he said he was so distraught wanting to drink. So he went and volunteered at the veterans hospital two hours away, drove to the veterans hospital and went to the wet brain ward and told the nurse he wanted to volunteer. And she knew exactly why he was there. And he spent the day emptying uh, bed pants. And at the end of the day, when he, he didn't want to drink anymore, he got through it. He got through it by putting some action. But he was emptying himself, is what he was doing, by taking contrary action. And I forget that. Because so many of my moments of my day are still just about me. What do I want to eat? What do I want to watch? What do I want to work on? What do I... I have moments, but still, there's a lot of me here. And what this is telling me is that I can't see me until I'm willing to see you. What I'm giving up is not what I think I'm giving up. I'm trading in, really. I traded my idea for success, for real success. I traded my idea of caring for real caring. I trade my value of money in for what money is really worth. The purpose of money it really is. I think that's how we learn to be lived by. That's that allowing, that being, let love live in us. Because we think of the Tao as love. is, And this is the thing. I think the universe is always expanding, ever growing, ever expanding. And when we get into this flow of virtue, the Tao Te Ching's the book of the path of virtue. We get into that way of virtue, that way of living empty, that way of thinking of you instead of me. We're getting into that ever expanding flow of the universe. 
So we start expanding just as the universe is expanding and flourishing. We can flourish and we can do it in a way that's an ease that I was never introduced to before. Now, Jesus talked about it. So Jesus talked about it, but I didn't hear about it in church. Jesus said the yoke is easy and the burden is light. The yoke around the neck is easy and what you have to carry is light. But my yoke was not easy and my burden was not light. I was missing something. I would look at that and I would say, I'm missing something here because that's not me. I am just feel overburdened. I felt the stress of the world. But some of this is what he was talking about. Yeah. Any comments, guys? When you first read this, I was thinking it sounds like opposite George to me from Seinfeld. <laughs> Whatever he wanted to do the opposite. In the show, he was doing the opposite of what he wanted to do and everything started going great for him. But then as you kept talking about it, it may be something somebody else said. It. I caught that, oh, everything is want. I want, if you want this, then do that. And like all the translations have the word want, except for the Guy Fu Fing one. And that, that was interesting because it was like relating to it to myself. Anytime for me, I feel like something has to happen. I have to get this grant or I have to, my child needs to do this activity. Okay, just, that's like more personal for me. I get caught up in the idea of, okay, now my kids are doing this thing and we're going to build a whole world around this thing. And turns out what's been going on in my life is as soon as I build this whole world around, I want this to happen, this is going to happen, then everything changes and that's not happening anymore. And I think now the world's falling apart. But then if looking back now on those, some of those events that occurred, it's like, it's actually okay. Sometimes it's better. Actually, most of the time it's better. I just, I, I don't see it yet. It's interesting. Yeah, but it, it almost feels like it's like saying anytime you desire or want something, that's be careful about that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, Dirt. Yes. Oh. Where's that want coming from, right? The I, ego. I, the ego? Yeah. We talked a few weeks ago, I think, about desire and how desire is a trap. And we have to be careful. I mean, if I'm not happy with things they are right now, I need to look at why that is. Why am I not? Why do I want for something? Now, the McDonald says, because she wants nothing from the world cannot overcome her. And I think that's the idea is that we get to the point to where we don't want anything. We have what we have, what we want, what we have. I think that's being lived by the Tao or lived by love. How many times it's like the ninth step promises. They say suddenly we realize God's doing for us what we couldn't do for ourselves. It's like after the fact. How many times have you, as you start changing in this recovery world and recovery life, that your behavior is different and you didn't even notice it was different until after the fact or someone else pointed it out to you that that you behave differently than you would have. Sometimes I behave differently and I never even notice I did at all unless someone points it out. 
we start having that happen because we become lived by love instead of pulling strings to get what we think we need or want. How many things have we wanted that really weren't what we needed? Lots of things. Brian? Yeah, I was, I was just thinking about it in my program. I believe it's in the promises. It it ends with what has been, we will be grateful for what has been given, what has been taken, and what has been left behind. It's an AA or not. Um, yes. But yeah, given, we'll be grateful for what has been given, what has been taken, and what has been left behind. I have an affirmation I was looking up. Oh, here it is. What do I want that I think I do not have? And the whole affirmation is, what do I want that I think I do not have? I only want what I have, only have what I want. That's a question. I have ones that when I do every morning with my meditation, something I try to think on for the day, and that's for one of my days of the week. What do I want that I think I do not have? Because that's a trap. That want trap is a, that's a hard one. Because in reality, I already have all that. I have everything I could ever need. My fear sometimes gets in the way and tells me I'm not where I'm supposed to be. Tells me if I had this, I would be happier. Or if I had this, I would feel more successful or blah, blah, blah. You know, all those things that how my fear can talk that I'm not enough. doesn't matter how much I succeed that if I don't deal with that fear, it's still going to keep telling me I'm not enough. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Some good stuff there. Thank you, Brian. Thanks, guys. Any other comments? Let's be lived by the Dow this week. If y'all would, I'd, I'd appreciate you taking some time and Maybe journaling a little about what that phrase would mean to you, being lived by the Tao. Because it says, only being lived by the Tao can you can you be truly yourself. Not living in the Tao, but being lived by the Tao. Letting the Tao live you. Letting love live you. You being the vessel, not the commander. Letting love be the commander and you just being the vessel. If you're a boat... Not the captain, but just the boat. Do you have any control in where you go or how fast you go? Or if you sit at a dock all day, you have no control over any of those things. I think of this that way. Am I the boat or am I the captain? This is asking us to be the boat is the way I'm reading it. Brian? No, I just. Okay. Uh, yeah. No, just, my hands. <laughs> okay. Just living. Are we able to be the boat today? That's a simpler way of looking at this. Or are we going to get up there and run everything? Or can we just allow ourselves to be lived? And that's not some huge thing. That doesn't mean we've got to go out and preach to the multitudes and, you know, feed the 5,000 or anything like that. I think what that means is if I go to Walmart today, I put up an extra buggy in the parking lot. I'm smile as I'm going in. If I'm leaving and I have something in my buggy that is not right, not in a bag, they always check. That's the key to not getting your receipt checked is having everything in bags. But let's say I had something big in a bag. I did this yesterday and I couldn't, 
I had to get a case of water for a birthday party today and I couldn't get it in a bag. So I said, well, I got to get my receipt out. I didn't get pissed off about it. I didn't, I just went and got my receipt out of my phone and got it ready and went through and cause I knew he was going to check. I didn't get pissed off and do all my rigmarole. That is a form of being lived by. That's a form of being the boat. Just whatever's coming along, just take care of it. It's okay. Just move on to the next thing. Not take the best parking, not scoot up to the front at Walmart. Just I park back a ways, let other folks have the better parking spaces. Okay, that's fine. Get door dings. Yeah, that's not the reason, though, Brian. The reason's because I just don't scoot up and take the best anymore. <laughs> I leave that for other people. Little things like that, guys, adds up. Driving in a courteous way. Rather than that aggressive manner I used to drive all of the time, blowing my horn every opportunity, <laughs> just being the ass and learn just to be the boat instead. Just let, let yourself be controlled rather than let, let the love foundation in your life control that rather than the fear. Because the fear always is control and manipulation. Get out of my way. I got stuff to do. Your life's not as important as mine. That's really what I'm saying. My time is more important than yours. Get out of my way. And when I get right down to it, it's pride and ego is what it is. Ego like Derek was talking about. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Any closing comments? Hope you all have a great week. Thanks. Hello, this is Buddy C. I wanted to make you aware of several recovery-related resources that I've posted in the episode description. These resources include a list of recovery podcasts, a free sober meditation app, daily recovery email, shared Google recovery calendars. Hope you put some of these resources to use and have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends in recovery. 